how can I lift somebody else up? I don't want to just be the only, I don't want to be the first black CFO at Mancini Duffy or within the industry or whatever the case may be. So how can I foster space or hold space for other people so that they feel like their voices are heard? How can I make it easier for a small female business owner to understand her finances better? Welcome back to an all new season of Off the Gram, the show where we bring you straight into the trenches with us to help you live your best life, channel your inner girl boss, and navigate the ever-changing landscapes of wellness and social media. Hey, ladies. Yay. Okay, I'm excited to introduce you all to today's guest, my friend Bolanle Williams-Ole, aka Bola. She's the chief financial officer and co-owner at Mancini Duffy, a technology-first design firm based in New York City, where she uses her expertise in financial analysis and strategic initiatives to build relationships between finance and management teams. Her clients include Soho House, Peloton, Verizon, and more. She's also the author of the brand new book, Build Boldly, Chart Your Unique Career Path and Lead with Courage, that debuted at number one on Amazon. I was honored that she asked me to write the forward. Yay. Not sure how she found time to write because she's a dynamic leader who has been a guest panelist for the American Institute of Architects Women's Leadership Summit, National Organization of Minority Architects 47th Conference and Mother Honestly Summit, where we first met in Detroit. Jamie, jumping in here. So Belongly is passionate about service and is the founder of four impact organizations. She builds Waves, a community that provides support, resources, and gives back to professional women in the built industry. She builds Lives, a nonprofit focused on addressing needs of children and improving quality of education in low-income schools and communities in Nigeria. She builds Money, an initiative that empowers small design firms to be successful and thrive financially, and Reach Nigeria, a connector hub that creates awareness about NGOs, which are non-governmental organizations, and volunteer opportunities across Nigeria. She holds a master's in education and social policy from NYU and a master's in applied mathematics and a bachelor's in mathematics from the City University of New York Hunter College. She's married with two kids and lives in New Jersey. Megan, we know you love that. (laughs) Where she throws really fun themed parties. And clearly, that is why Megan adores her. (laughs) Among other reasons. (laughs) So listen to today's show if, quite simply... You want to learn the secrets to becoming the CEO of your own career. Bola, welcome, welcome. So first up, I know you as Bola, but professionally, do you go by Bolanle? Like, I want to make sure I get that right, because we've been friends for a few years. Yes. What do you do professionally? I mean, professionally, people call me Bola, but my full name is Bolanle. Very funny story about that. Most people, Bola used to be my house name, right? That's the name my mom used to call me. And then everyone else called me Bolali. But when I moved to the States, it then switched. So you actually know when people, like what time frame people know me from based on how they refer to me. Okay. So you are Bola to me. And I have to say this, in writing your intro, I was even more impressed with you than ever because you, I didn't realize you have two master's degrees. This is just stuff we didn't cover over coffee. And I was like, wait, what? Wait, what? She's even (laughs) more impressive than I thought. And I want to tell everybody how we met because we were both panelists at the Mother Honestly Conference in Detroit. And we soon realized that we lived two towns apart in New Jersey. And of course, this is why I love this woman. I invited her to meet me at Alpha Fit Club for a 550 15 a.m. workout when we got back. And everybody says yes to me, right? And then ghost me. 
Bola showed up. She talks a good game and she walks a good game too. And then when I heard about your garage gym, I was like, she's my girl. Like, I love this. I was joking about this today that I had to go to Michigan to make a new New Jersey friend, but (laughs) I adore you. And I'm so excited to welcome you to Off the Ground today. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here with you and all your beautiful ladies. So we should probably ask some questions. We should probably. (laughs) That's okay, though. I'm loving this. Listen, this is a girlfriend chat. You know, we're conversating. (laughs) Amen, my friend. All right. So Jamie here, I'm going to kick off the discussion. So first, can you tell us a little more about your upbringing and how being born in Lagos, Nigeria and raised by a single mother informed the powerhouse that you've become? Oh my goodness. Yes, yes. Again, thank you so much for having me. I'm always happy to connect and share my story because I really believe that, you know, there's power in our voice and someone needs to hear it. And so to your first question. So yes, I was born and raised in Lagos, Nigeria. I went to elementary school there and high school there, raised by a single mom who's here with me now. And, you know, without her having to say too much, just how she operated, how she raised me, how she walked the talk, like Megan, said, is what has informed a lot of the things that I do now. So in terms of just like how she honored relationships with people, regardless of your walk of life, whether you're a driver, whether you're the CEO, no matter what you did, she always honored relationships. And so you will notice a lot of that in how I relate with people now, how I treat people. She was an entrepreneur and some by choice, right? So she worked nine to five. She was a controller, which is why I never wanted to do accounting. I was like, I want to do a different path. You know, the way the world works. Yeah, I am now doing exactly the same thing that she did. But, you know, she used to work in nine to five and then, you know, started entrepreneurship before we even knew the word, before I even knew what that meant. And she did a lot of that to make sure that, you know, I was taken care of. I was raised well. She wanted me to come to college here in the States. She was very particular about that. She went to Rutgers in New Jersey. (laughs) Yes, yes. So she always wanted me to come to the States. So very early on, she explained me to traveling here, seeing how life was like here. So I used to spend summers here with her. We used to mall crawl in <laughs> Philly and Franklin Mills. You know, she, she would buy her goods. So a lot of that informed how I am now. And, you know, growing up again, I was an, I'm her only child. So I was always surrounded by family. Family is very important to me. And then honoring those relationships. So when I moved here at age 17, I went to school at Hunter College. I lived with family when I first came here, right? And that's because she developed that relationship over time with our family that was here. And a lot of that just has made me this curious person that I am now, wanting to give back, wanting to serve people, wanting to just make sure that the folks who are coming after me or even peers too, right? Like if I have information that can better someone's life or make their journey easier, I share it. That's why you see me starting different organizations or different things, because it's just a way to give back. I feel like knowledge, information, resources, people having access to that is what really makes our days go by easier, makes things smoother for us. And so, yeah, growing up in Lagos was fun. For me, it's like how I'm raising my kids now, right? So my kids are now first-gen Nigerian-American children, but a lot of our culture is still alive at home because of that upbringing. That's so beautiful. 
Thank you. Hi, here. Hi, Heidi. Hi. I wanted to ask you about your book, Build Boldly. Yeah. So you have your acronym, B-O-L-D, and you talk about taking bold action. So can you please tell our listeners what this acronym stands for and how building boldly, as you just spoke about as well, yeah. has contributed to your career success? Yes, yes. So I'm so excited. I mean, you can even see it behind our listeners can't. Oh, your bestseller, boy. My bestseller, bestseller. I I, I feel like just excited because I wrote the forward. So I'm like, thank you so much, Megan. (laughs) So the acronym bold, you know, I'll break it down a little bit, but let me just talk a little bit about why I wrote the book and how this acronym came about, right? And so I'm a CFO, an immigrant. I became CFO at age 32 in a traditionally white male over 50 industry, architecture and interior design. That for me is a feat. (laughs) And it's an accomplishment that I'm truly proud of. And, you know, I was talking to someone early on last year about just my experience, my journey. And she pretty much said, these steps that you've taken in your career, all these things that you're doing, I don't mean to put pressure on you, but it needs to be in a book because people need to... (laughs) No pressure. No pressure, but people need to read about these steps that you've taken, one, as an employee, navigating your career, two, now as a firm leader, how you guys are truly nurturing and retaining talent, how you're being the leader that you always wanted, right? How I'm being the leader that is challenging norms. And so I went and sat down and thought about, you know, this 14-year exponential growth career that I've had. And it was never anything that I had pictured when I first landed in this country 17 years ago for college. And so, yeah, so the word bold was always sticking to me when I had like real pivotal moments in my journey what did I really lean into? It was the bold side of me. And so bold, the first letter B means be yourself. Moments where I was truly myself, like where I didn't doubt who I was, I spoke to my strengths, my skills. That's when I saw growth. That's when things were like clicking and working for me in my career. That's when I got this wonderful opportunity to join Mancini Duffy, which is my company. So B is be yourself. Always open your mind to new definitions and opportunities. And, you know, I spoke a little bit about it just like a few seconds ago about what kind of leader do I want to be? How am I opening my mind? How am I running our organization? How am I running my team? How am I opening their minds to new ways of work? How am I showing up as a mom in an organization so that people know that it's okay, right? That we're balancing, you know, virtual school running a really successful architectural firm, also giving back, right? What are the definitions that I'm opening my mind to that has afforded me or allowed me this rich career that I've had so far with many more exciting things to come, you know, in the future. So that's all. Always open your mind to new definitions and opportunities. L is lift others. And I think just by the conversation that we've had, you see that it's something I'm super passionate about. So at points in my career, it's like, how can I lift somebody else up? I don't want to just be the only, I don't want to be the first black CFO at Mancini Duffy or within the industry or whatever the case may be. So how can I foster space or hold space for other people so that they feel like their voices are heard? How can I make it easier for a small 
female business owner to understand her finances better, right? So you see me starting organizations to provide resources, right? I have She Builds Waves, She Builds Lives, and She Builds Money. And the last D is don't wait, do it now. A lot of us get in our way by, you know, we have great ideas. They're all sitting in our brains or things that we want to do, whether it's one thing, whether it's many things, whatever it is you want to explore that can have you, you know, having a really fulfilled life, a life that you're intentional about. Well, get out your way. (laughs) Don't wait, do it now. So the acronym BOLD really is like me reflecting on now close to 15 years of my career. What were the themes that came up in my career and what did I do differently? And it was by, you know, these four things kept coming up and I love a good acronym, right? I feel like that's how people remember things. And so that's what BOLD stands for. Okay. So I know a big part of being BOLD for you is finding ways to create solutions and make an impact. And you've said you ask yourself this, how can I have an impact in my immediate realm and the larger realm? And you credit much of your success to pouring knowledge back out to help others with the same pain points and problems you solve for yourself. And to that end, you created She Builds Lives. Can you tell us about that organization and the impact it's had on you and the people of Nigeria? Yes. She Builds Lives is my baby. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> I mean, they're all my babies, but She Builds Lives, you know, is my nonprofit that focuses on educational equity for children living in low-income communities in Nigeria. And what do I mean by that? I mean, providing resources, space, the right environment for children who are from, you know, disadvantaged communities or disadvantaged position to give them a fighting chance. And how do you do that? Through education. Now, it doesn't just mean traditional education, but like how else can we give them opportunities or expose their minds to opportunities that can make a difference in their lives? And so the way she builds uh, lives actually started was by me, first of all, crocheting. It, It wasn't always fully focused in education, even though that has been a passion of mine. But I used to crochet hats here. I was like, I want to like give back to NICUs or hospitals. Like, what can I do with my hands? And so I crocheted 20 hats and I'll just diverge a little bit because I think this is very important for people to hear. So at that point in time, when it started, my husband and I were trying for our first baby because I had fibroids, you know, and the doctor had said, oh, you have to get pregnant in a year. If you don't, you know, you're going to have to now look into like fertility options. Anyway, so... I end up getting pregnant and, you know, it was right around like just before Christmas of 2012, I end up getting pregnant and it's, you know, my husband and I are like, yeah, it's so exciting. And like, maybe like a few weeks after I'm bleeding and whatever the case may be. Anyways, I end up having a miscarriage. And so what happens is, you know, I was like, okay, I need to refocus. I need to like, just pull myself together. What can I do? So I started crocheting hats for my God kids, like the kids around me. And then that's where the idea for Bola Craft Cares, which is what She Builds Lives used to be called before, started. So I said, oh, I want, I want to crochet hats to donate. I end up crocheting the 20 hats. I donate it to a NICU on May 1st, May 2nd. I find out I'm pregnant. See? Oh my God. See, I love that. I love, I love, 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 love that. I didn't know that story. Yes. I find that I'm pregnant with my daughter 
And that was because, you know, I removed focus from, I mean, I'm not saying you don't focus on yourself or like think about the things you're feeling, but I completely like just let it go. I was like, if this is going to happen, it'll happen. If not, whatever. But let me, you know, let me bless the kids around me. And so that's how it started with that one idea. And then maybe like, you know, two projects after I was like, oh, maybe I can crochet hats or crochet scarves, sell them and use the funds to raise, um, buy educational materials for kids in Nigeria. And, you know, I said, oh, maybe I'll sell like $500. I ended up selling like $1,500, which bought material for like 200 kids. Wow. And it then began to... See, wait, this is the good energy boomerang. When you put good energy into the universe, it always comes back. I freaking love this. Yes, yes. I 100% agree with that. You know, there's something about our hearts. I always do heart checks. You really have to like just see what your motives are and like putting those things without expecting anything in return really makes a huge difference in all our lives. Anyway, so yeah, so I start going and I start taking on bigger projects and I'm like, I'm really passionate about education. I really want to do bigger projects. And I remember in 2019, this first school that I had supported called me and said, their building was breaking down. They needed to build a new building. You know what I said? Yes. I had no clue the cost. I had no clue how I was going to manage the project, but I knew that this was something that I really- And you knew some architects. (laughs) I mean, like, think about it, right? I mean, this industry, in the building industry, I have a school that we need to build something new. You know, there are connections, there are contacts, you know. And for me, being in the States has never been a factor when it comes to, like, doing these projects back in Nigeria. Anyway, after, like, maybe, you know, I put it out, I raise funds, I blow my mind again. I'm like, that's how I know, like, I'm in the right spot. And before, I believe, December 2019, we completed the building project. And so now, you know, we have beautiful space for elementary, nursery, well, we call it nursery and primary there. So pre-K and like elementary school. We have a computer lab, which we need to buy computers for, but they now have a space. I forgot to mention this community is it's a River Rhine community. So it's a floating community. So the school is literally on water. Oh, my goodness. Yes, the school is literally on water. I feel like I saw you visit this on Instagram, and you yes. are welcomed like Oprah. I mean, it's so beautiful <laughs> to watch this community embrace you. Like, can you just give us a second yes. of that? Yes. So as, like I mentioned, all these school projects that I've done all across Nigeria, I had never visited any of them. You know, maybe I'll go back home, but timing wise wouldn't allow me visit. But I went to Nigeria August of 2021 and I was adamant that I needed to visit. And I had no clue what he had planned. So the principal who I work with, his name is Noah. The community is called Makoko and our school is called Wainina Nursery and Primary School. Wainina means love in their language. And, you know, I was like, okay, I'm just coming to visit the kids and see the school. And they had a full production. Like I'm talking water dance that they did. What completely broke me was when the mothers of the children also welcomed me. We have something called Ashoibi, which is everybody's wearing like similar clothes. And they had a presentation. Then they did a full program. So the chief of the community was there. They had children from when I first started supporting the school. 
one of the girls was like, I'm so happy to see you because now I can put a face to the person who has made it possible for me to go to university. Mm. This is something that wouldn't have been possible for my family. And because of you, I know that I can be, I think she wanted to study like either engineering or she wanted to be a doctor, right? But she had never been, this might not have been a possibility if they didn't have support not just from me, but from other people who are supporting all the efforts that we're trying to do there. And so it was too much. I like, I was like, it was like you were a national treasure. It was the most beautiful, incredible. Like I was in tears watching the story. Yes. Yes. They had billboards. Billboards. Yes. There were billboards. Oh my goodness. Curated the like, you know, like my fabulous pictures from IG. They had that. And here I was with my braids and just like my jeans. But to me, it was the highest honor. It was the highest honor because I think the community had been wondering, like, who is this person? Why can't we see her? You know, we need to meet her. And so the chief really, you know, for me, it's not the monetary part, but it's the prayers that they're constantly like, you know, praying for me, praying for my family, just very grateful for the opportunity that their children have. They did a debate. (laughs) You know, it was just, it was very special. I've never experienced anything like that. And I really, really treasure that time. I literally just got off the phone with the principal. We're talking about plans for the year. I just got off the phone with him just before our, our call. So my dream or my wish, you know, is that She Builds Lives can build these, you know, free centers, free schools all across Nigeria where the children feel safe, where you know, they feel like they can come and not just get education, but also get like feeding, right? So a lot of times we don't think about this, right? We think, oh, if we just give them like, you know, education, but no, they're wondering, what am I going to eat for breakfast? You want me to come to school? Like, what am I going to eat? You know, like, how are we going to provide for our family? How are we, their health? My dream is to like, I picture this collaborative ecosystem of either like other nonprofits, everybody has their strengths, right? Their strength is in collaboration. We all come together and we go into these different communities and like say, not only are we bringing you education or not only are we creating this space for you, but hey, listen, we can also make sure at least, you know, breakfast and lunch is taken care of. And your parents don't have to worry about that. It's absolutely incredible. And, you know, I always say this, that we can only keep what we have by giving it away. And I mean that not just with money, but with everything, our time, our energy. And what I think we're all hearing and what we're so blown away by, Bola, is you are obviously a busy executive professional. And I think most people probably listening, myself included, could often say, well, I'm too busy to have all of these projects where I give back. And we can get lulled into that because our life is so busy. We're so busy that we just don't have the time to give back. So here you are writing books, holding up and maintaining your job and leading others and also helping out so much. So I know that you also have some other organizations. You have She Builds Waves, She Builds Money and Reach Nigeria. Can you quickly just tell us about those organizations and maybe how our listeners can potentially get involved? Yes. So She Builds Waves is actually a women's collective that I had started when I got into leadership, you know, in the industry. And again, you know, I mentioned, Megan used the line that I had said in the book, right? For me, it's not just about my company, but like, how do we create this ripple effect 
for other women in the industry. And my own angle at that also is very particular because I feel like there are those of us in finance, HR, legal services within the architectural industry that don't feel like we've decided to make this industry our home, but how are we feeling supported in our career growth? It's very easy to get stuck. And what I mean by that is not everyone is going to be, you know, make it to CFO or, you know, and so how do you feel supported? How do you feel fulfilled in your career? How do you feel like, okay, even though I'm in this position, I'm actually making strides. And I feel like there needed to be departmental barrier breaks, (laughs) you know, let's all come together and talk about the things that affect how we show up in our careers and beyond, because it's not about the job, but it's about everything else, (laughs) everything else that is going on in our lives. If you're a mother or if you have like other interests, like all of those things affect how you show up. And my challenge really is to organizations to support your staffs, right? Because we're all multifaceted. And so She Builds Ways started by me wanting to hold space so that women can have these conversations. I really believe that, you know, it's going to grow beyond the industry because I just feel like it's a need that we all need, regardless of what industry you're in. And so right now, She Builds Ways puts out a lot of career tips, a lot of life tips on Instagram. Follow us, please. (laughs) Of course, pre-pandemic, we used to have quarterly conversations. So actually meet in person, then it shifted online. And then I'm hopeful that in 2022, I can continue the growth workshops, which is something that we started, which is how can I give you the right things to put in your career toolkit? to make you badass, to make you, again, feel supported. She Builds Money started in the pandemic because I was thinking about like the financial impact that small, medium, large firms had. And I said, how can I create something that gives small firms, right? If I'm a large firm and I'm like going through these financial headache right now, right? None of us have weathered firms in global pandemics. Can you imagine a small business owner who's like just trying to figure out things? And so I was like, okay, let me create She Builds Money, which again, gives tips, tools, resources that will help you be financially successful, but in language small business owners understand. And it's not even just small business owners, right? You didn't go to school for accounting, right? You started your business, you want to do what you want to do. And I find that a lot of the information out there is in like, you know, a financial lingo. Whereas as a small business owner, you want to know, like, is my business okay? (laughs) Do I have enough money to take care of my, whatever it is you want to do? How can I think about expanding my business? Well, all of that ties back to your money. And so it's, you know, breaking down these topics and keep it so simple language ways so that you're not afraid of your finances, but you begin to work hand in hand to make sure that your business does what it needs to do. You're not running a hobby. You want to be financially successful. And so that's She Builds Money. Rich Nigeria actually started before these two, ties a little bit back to She Builds Lives, which was, again, me saying people want to help. They don't know how. How can I create a platform that can connect people with causes they're passionate about in Nigeria? right? So you want to support young girls in tech, but from a low-income community in like, I don't know, Kaduna. Kaduna is one of the states in Nigeria. And so what we do is we, through Reach Nigeria, we amplify other nonprofits' work. So you can key into, you know, their programs. Maybe you want to support them in kind or in cash or in time. 
And, you know, it just makes it easier also for other nonprofits to see what other people are working on. And then there's room for collaboration, right? So that we're not all like trying to start efforts all over again. And so, yeah, so those are the, <laughs> you know, in whatever capacity I can just help. Just a few organizations, Bola, just a few. Just a few. Um, <laughs> like, can I just make it light for a second? Because you are a serial yeah. entrepreneur and you can throw a party you can throw a party like your <laughs> balloon arches, your themes, like make my heart sing. And you also just launched another company for your children. How did that come yes. about? Yeah. yeah. So like she said, I love me a good theme party. I love a good hashtag. My daughter, <laughs> uh, well, she just turned eight, but for her seventh, it was her golden birthday. So it was the girl with the golden birthday, not to James Bond. Seven on the seventh, you know, again, my husband and I are always just thinking about like, okay, what can we do outside of, you know, the parents? How can we teach the kids, you know, some life skills outside of traditional school? How can we create something for them that, you know, maybe 10 years down the line, 15 years down the line, if they want to, they can continue on. So we started what we call Helm Lux, which is our events rental company, right? So we have like cute little chairs for their parties. We had a bounce house. Now we're being very real in September when we had the hurricane, my entire basement was flooded, which had all our rentals in there. And so, you know, one, it was just trying to figure out life, but then two, you know, things kind of slow down a little bit with that because we just had to make sure that we were okay. The home That was devastating flood too, because it wasn't just a basement. It was like a finished, yes. really nice new house mm. that you just moved into basement. We just moved. We just moved like a few months. In fact, in all things, we give thanks, right? Because myself and the kids were down there actually when this happened. <laughs> and something just asked me to go get dinner from the fridge. I did that and I saw the water, called my husband. And before you know it, the door literally came off the hinge. <gasps> it came off the hinge. And so he was like, we have to get out of there. We ran out. And so all of those things are material. We thank God that life was spared. It was very painful, <laughs> very disruptive, very disheartening, but, you know, hoping to pick that back up spring, you know, and then continue like serving, you know, folks in our union county, serving Bestfield, Westfield. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, all your listeners. If you want unique, luxe, cute chairs for your parties, please reach out to us. Support my kids. <laughs> So what I mean by starting for them is they are on the business incorporation certificate, right? Their names are there and we're teaching them like they've come with us to go drop a few chairs tables. My son is like, you know, helping out and you just never know the life lessons you're teaching. Oh, I love that. So yeah. They're like little business owners and they're personally invested. Yes. That's amazing. And it makes me want to live in Westfield <laughs> to like have your party. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you have no yeah. idea. I know. I'm like, now, yeah. I, now I'm like, you don't come to New York? No. Okay. Oh, she does. Oh, well, that's great. Cause in the spring, my twins turn seven. So that's great. If you're starting up again in the spring, we will reconnect. <laughs> So I actually, while I have the floor, I wanted to, you shared a quote an amazing quote in your book by David Viscott. And it is, if you have the courage to begin, you have the courage to succeed. So before we wrap up, I really just wanted to touch on that because you embody this. Yes. And can you give our listeners like a quick pep talk to have the courage to get started? 
Yeah, yeah. So I love that chapter. I love it so much because, you know, and what I mean by that chapter for our listeners is this is a chapter on courage. And the reason why I say this, yay. <laughs> Megan's holding yay. up the book, listeners. So yes. <laughs> the reason why I say this is because I think a lot of people feel like, well, if I just have the confidence, if I'm just like, you know, this boisterous confidence, outgoing person, where really, if you go a layer down, it's really courage, right? All of us that either put ourselves out there or are doing things quietly or publicly, it takes courage. <laughs> It takes a lot of courage to think about an idea, write it down, and actually act on it. It takes a lot of courage to do that. And so that's why I love that quote, right? Like if you can just get out of your way and find that courage to start, you have the courage to succeed because what you're going to do is you're going to, one, learn things about yourself. Two, either you're going to even learn what you don't like, right? So like maybe <laughs> this thing that Equally you- Equally as valuable. Yes, and what you like. Right? It's a lesson, right? That maybe this thing that you thought you were really good at, or like, oh, I, I think I would just crush it. Maybe you start doing it and you suck at it. <laughs> so you, you know where not to waste brain power and like waste your time. Or you succeed. Or, you know, like it goes really well. And so for me, that's why I love courage. I'm such a huge fan of that characteristic because once you bet on yourself, once you have courage to do one thing, then you take the next step. All of those steps are courage. I think no matter what you've accomplished, once you're pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, so for example, like my book was such a huge push out of my comfort zone that I knew I just had to do it. That's a courage for me to do, right? It takes a lot of courage. To, Megan can tell you this too, right? It takes a lot of courage to write a book, put yourself out there to strangers. <laughs> but there's something within us that's saying that we just have to do it, right? It's something special. So to the listeners, if there's an idea or something you want to change in your organization, an idea, right? It doesn't mean like you need to go start a side business. That's not for everyone. But maybe you have something you want to change within your team, Maybe you have an idea you want to test out. Maybe you can reach out to, you know, your boss or your colleagues to see how you can start, you know, making these changes, but it's courage. So I'm saying 2022 is the year for you to be bold, is the year for you to take courageous action, is the year for you to trust yourself. Mm. It's yourself, right? It's not just about like public perception, but like you're actually trusting the things that you've dreamed up in your heart, in your mind, and saying, yes, I think I can do it. I can do it. Pep talk. And now we wrap the show with what I like to call the karma call. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't she say it so awesome? The enthusiasm. But I'm going to explain because I'm the resident yogi. Karma is the Sanskrit word for action. So we ask all of our Uber inspiring guests. That would be you in case there was any question. (laughs) What is one small actionable item that our listeners could take for a week or two? Small action that would yield a giant result. So it could be going to She Builds Money or (laughs) what is it? Mm, So what's one small action? Can I do one finance action? So professional and then maybe one personal, right? Sounds amazing. Since you brought up She Builds Money. And so if you're on here and uh, maybe you have a business and you haven't been friends with your finances, 
one small thing you can do every day is to spend five minutes looking at your finances. Actually, this tip can work personal or if you run a business, right? So maybe this is the year you want to get your finances in order. Spend five minutes just taking stock of how you spent your money or what money came in. What came in and what went out. Five minutes. And do this for the next week or two. What you're going to see is patterns, habits, where you're spending your money. So you know what you need to cost correct or what's going really well. And personally, one small thing you can do. So something I am personally doing this year, I am listening to, like when I wake up in the morning, I'm listening to a prayer. And again, maybe not me praying, but like I listen to something on YouTube and it's a pastor that's praying for five minutes every morning. And so I think we're in this, you know, a lot of us more this time that we've been home, you know, it's like pick up your phone straight to social. And so for me this year, I just want to be really intentional about what I'm putting in first thing in the morning. And it just helps center me. And so if you've been wanting to, you know, ground yourself this year, or maybe you haven't thought about it, but now you're listening and this is your sign (laughs) to get grounded. Think about, you know, how can I either meditate, you know, if you're spiritual, how can I just pray or maybe silence? How can I quiet down everything for five minutes just so you can have clarity to begin your day? Put down the phone, stop scrolling and be still. I love that. Bola, thank you so much. One last thing. Where can our listeners find your book and where can they find you on the gram? Yes. So, oh, I love that since we're off the gram. Now you can find me on the gram. (laughs) (laughs) So you can find my book. It's currently sold on Amazon. If you just search Build Boldly, it will pop up. You can add my name to Bolanli and it should pop up. Do we have to add bestseller when we search or do we not? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that's all on my website. So that's good too. So yes, you can find the book Build Boldly on Amazon. I believe it's also sold in Barnes & Noble. So you can get it there too. But if you want to learn more about me, the work I do, and the book too, you can go on my website, which is www.bolanli.com bolangliwo.com. So that's spelled www.bolanliwo.com. And on the gram, you can find me at bolangli underscore HQ. So that's at B-O-L-A-N-L-E underscore HQ because it's the headquarters of everything great. Yes, it is, ma'am. I (laughs) love it. We love you. Thank you for inspiring us and everyone out there listening today. Thank you for joining us today and listening to all of these inspirational moments that Bola had to offer. And don't forget to follow us, by the way, you guys, on Instagram. We are Off The Gram Podcast. And please don't forget to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. We'll see you next time. Thank you.